The Old Testament reading is from 2 Kings, the second chapter. Now the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the land is unfruitful. Elijah said, Bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. And then Elijah went to the spring of water and threw salt in it and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From now on, neither death nor miscarriage shall come from it. So the water has been healed to this day, according to the word that Elisha spoke. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from Colossians, the fourth chapter. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word, to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. A reading from St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In any given year, about one in five persons in the United States will experience a mental illness. And this starts around the age of 12. And it continues on until the day of death. And so in a small congregation that worships about 100 people, 20 people will experience a mental health issue during the year. Primarily we're talking about depression or anxiety disorders or substance abuse issues. But it also includes other mental issues as well. These illnesses have become more common because of the COVID pandemic, which increased isolation and stress. And during the pandemic, many of us craved a vaccination, a vaccination from the COVID virus so that we could have life proceed as it used to be, so that we could work and live and gather as normal. And often it's this reason and maybe a few others, that many people chose to stand in line and get vaccinated. 
As we struggle with our sin and with our ongoing physical and mental and emotional ailments, we may find ourselves desiring another vaccination of sorts. A vaccination to help us cope and to help restore some semblance of normality to our life. We might find ourselves craving to be vaccinated by salt. That's right. One of God's treasured promises to us is to immunize us with salt. Now, it's kind of counterintuitive to talk about salt positively. I mean, warnings about the dangers of salt consumption abound. Too much salt has been linked to kidney stones and to high blood pressure and to cardiovascular disease. I mean, heavens, 40 years ago, when I was a student at Concordia in Ann Arbor, I delivered a speech in one of my classes entitled Salt, the Silent Killer. And yes, for the last 40 years, I've been told how salt is not good for us. In fact, my doctor has me on a low-salt diet. But the truth is, is that we cannot live without salt. Everyone needs salt for fluid balance and muscle and nerve function. A balance of fluid and sodium is necessary for the health of our heart and our liver and our kidneys. Too little salt results in low blood pressure and symptoms of dizziness and confusion and muscle twitches and seizures. And so all of us need salt. And just as our physical body requires salt, so also our soul requires salt. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. You see, salt is a gift from God that sweetens and refreshes and purifies. Moments ago, Margie read a very interesting, maybe a little strange story from 2 Kings, where the prophet Elisha is told that the water in Jericho is undrinkable. In fact, the water appears to be so toxic that it's causing death and miscarriages. And so Elisha asks for some salt in a bowl. And then he throws the salt into the spring, and miracle of miracles, the salt sweetens and refreshes and purifies the water for the people to continue to use and drink. We're told in verse 22, so the water has been healed to this day according to the word that Elisha spoke. Because of our inherited sin, we are like a toxic, contaminated spring of water. Hence the reason why we are afflicted with physical and mental challenges. I think it's worth noting that many of the baptismal rites in the early Christian church included tasting a little bit of salt. Adults who were baptized as converts, uh, after they renounced the devil and all of his works and ways, and after they confessed the Apostles' Creed, they were given some salt. Salt for them to taste, just before they were baptized. And the salt reminded them that the Lord was about to sweeten them, 
He was about to refresh them spiritually. He was about to purify them as they were washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Something that I didn't know or maybe I'd forgotten was that Martin Luther actually included the use of salt in his baptismal rite of 1523. In his baptismal liturgy, after the pastor says a prayer over the baptized, the pastor is then instructed to take the child and put salt in the child's mouth and to say these words, Receive the salt of wisdom. May it aid you to eternal life. One of the spiritual gifts that the Lord gives us when we are baptized is the mind of Christ. St. Paul writes, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we, St. Paul says, have the mind of Christ. Yes, when we are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's as though the Lord sprinkles us with salt of wisdom. The salt of wisdom in which we know that we have a loving Father who cares and provides for us. We know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who has come into the flesh. We know that as our Savior, He lived that perfect life and died a sacrificial death for us. We know that Christ dresses us daily in a baptismal robe of righteousness. And we know all of these things because God gives to us the mind of Christ. We receive the salt of wisdom, so to speak. And being sprinkled with the salt of wisdom is more than just knowing something about God and knowing something about Jesus. It has much also to do with how it is that we live as disciples of Jesus Christ. St. Paul writes, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. You see, we can give up selfish ambition and conceit. We can make people in our lives more significant than ourselves because God's Holy Spirit has given us the mind of Christ, one of servanthood. And we have this mind only because we have been sprinkled when we were baptized with the salt of wisdom. We not only know about the obedience of Jesus Christ, his obedience even unto death on a cross, but because we know of his obedience and because we're the recipients of all the blessings that come from his obedience, we can have this mind and attitude and behavior of Christ in that we too can serve others, even as he serves us. This morning you received a little packet of salt. Hopefully you have one. I invite you to take this little packet of salt out at this time. 
And those of you who are maybe at home, if you have your salt shaker out, you want to get your salt shaker out right now. And I'd like for you, if you would, please, just to tear off the little slip of piece of paper so you can open it up and pour some of this salt. If you're like on me, you're on a low-salt diet, so just a little bit. But anyways, take it into your hand and then just lick it. No, don't worry, nobody's watching you. They're all watching me. Or they're watching themselves lick their own hands. There you go. Well, how did it taste? Salty. Yeah, salty, exactly, salty. You know, salty is right. But as that salt lingers in your mouth, remember your own baptism. Remember your own baptism when God sweetened you, when God salted you with his love and forgiveness. As that taste of salt lingers in your mouth, give thanks to God that the salt of baptism has purified you of all of your sin. And as that taste of salt still lingers in your mouth, Pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to sprinkle your mind with the salt of wisdom, with the mind of Christ, so as to aid you to eternal life. And finally, as that taste of salt lingers in your mouth, be assured that as a child of God, as a baptized child of God, that you are indeed who Jesus says you are. You are the salt of the earth. Now, salt is a gift of God that also absorbs and cleanses. There are many practical day-to-day uses for salt, other than just sprinkling it on our French fries or some other food to give it some spice. Salt is used as a mild antiseptic that cuts through grease and absorbs odors and life stains. And so if you have a smelly sink and garbage disposal, I'm told that all you have to do is take about one cup of salt, put it in one and a half cups of boiling water, pour it down the drain as the disposal is running, and guess what it'll do? It'll get rid of all the clug junk, and it'll get rid of all the lingering odor as well. Or if your cutting board smells, you can take salt and you can rub it over that cutting board and and it will help exfoliate any of the particles that have seeped into the board, taking away that smell. If your canvas shoes or sneakers stink, sprinkle salt in them. I wonder why my mother did that when I was younger. But sprinkle salt in them and let the salt sit overnight, and as the the salt will absorb the moisture, it will remove odors, and it refreshes the shoe's fabric. And salt is also great for removing tea and coffee stains from pots and cups. And if you have a wine or juice spill, just pour salt on that spill, and the salt will absorb the moisture quickly. And if it's a blood stain, you can even put the salt on it, and the salt will help, the salt water solution actually will help take the blood stain away. I learned some of these things this week. But you see, Jesus, like salt, absorbed the stain of our sin when he died on the cross. 
he truly became sin for us. St. Peter says, Jesus bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds you have been healed. Our Lord's blood has a cleansing capacity like that of cold salt water, in that his blood removes the stain of sin, our stain of sin from us. And that's what John the Apostle says when he writes, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And I couldn't help but think of the words in Revelation 7 where the elder asks John the Apostle, who are those who are clothed in white robes and from where have they come? And then John responds, well, sir, you know. And the elder said to, said to John, these are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You see, as we deal with bouts of depression, may we sprinkle ourselves with some of the salt of wisdom That is, may we sprinkle our life with the joy of knowing that we're loved by the Lord. As we experience anxiety attacks, may we add a pinch of God's salt of wisdom. That is his promise of peace to us in Christ. And as we strive to break our dependency on substances... May we experience the stability of knowing that we're embraced in the all-powerful arms of the Lord. This is the power of God's salt, his salt of wisdom at work in our lives. But salt is also a gift from God that preserves. You probably know this, but salt is used to preserve meat and other foods so that it'll last longer. In fact, that was a common use of salt in the days of Jesus. Well, our Lord, well, he preserves us by basting us in the salt solution of holy baptism. Think about it. When you're baptized, it's like you're basted with a salt solution. When the pastor pours water on your head in the name of the triune God, it's like a salt solution is being poured on you, poured on us with preservation properties. And because we are baptized in Christ's name, death holds no power over us. Yes, we'll eventually deteriorate. Yes, we'll eventually die. Our temporal life will come to an end, and that's what we were reminded of on Ash Wednesday when we came here and received the ashes on our forehead and heard these words, remember this, from death, from dust you came and to dust you shall return. Yes, we know that one day our body will be returned to the ground from which it came, But because Jesus rose from the dead, our weak mortal body will be raised as a sinless, eternal, spiritual body. This means that our body and our soul is preserved forever. And so depressions and anxieties, dependencies on drugs and other mental ailments, and all of our physical diseases that we suffer from, they will be no more in eternity. And we know this because we've been bathed in the salt solution when we were baptized.
And this news, this good news, spices our life with renewed joy and purpose and hope, even as we continue to struggle and wrestle with depressions and anxieties and substance abuse. But salt is also a gift from God that seasons. Sadly, many of us, if not all of us, will struggle with mental illnesses. And so our Lord not only sweetens us with the salt of wisdom when we're baptized, but our Lord seasons us daily as he sprinkles us with his word, his word of wisdom, his, his, his salty word, as we read it and as we study it. In fact, the Spirit of the Lord transforms us into being the salt of the earth. And he sends us as the salt of the earth to sweeten and to season and to preserve other people's lives with his words of wisdom. In the epistle lesson for today, we heard St. Paul say to the Colossian Christians, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of your time, and let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Yes, our Lord sends us. He sends us, even as we struggle with our own mental health issues, He sends us to the depressed, to the anxious, to the people who are struggling with substance abuse issues. He sends us to people who are struggling with other mental illnesses. He sends us with gracious words, words seasoned with salt, so to speak. And we speak. We speak to our family and our friends. We speak of his love. We speak of his compassion. We speak of the joy and the peace that we have in Christ our Savior and that they can have too. We speak of the hope that we can have in Christ. We speak of a Lord who also suffered mental anguish. So much so that he sweated blood. But he experienced that mental anguish so that he ultimately might suffer and die on the cross for our sins. So that you and I might ultimately have the peace that he alone can give. He sends us to people to speak, to announce God's word of absolution to those who are brokenhearted. To share with them a message of hope that alone can be found in Christ. He sends us to such people so that we might pray with them, seeking God's wisdom in their life. He sends us to such people just to listen, to listen to them and to hug them in their time of need. And so, my friends, if you find yourself craving salt, the salt of God's wisdom, don't be surprised. You and I, and really all people, we all need God's gift of salt. And God's gift of salt has eternal beneficial qualities for our body and our mind and our soul. So be assured of this, God has and he will continue to pour his salt of wisdom into your life through his word and through his sacraments as an aid to receiving everlasting life.
See, this is one kind of salt that you can just keep having over and over again. You can never overdose on God's salt of wisdom. For it is truly a gift from God. It's a salutary gift from God. So indulge yourselves and share God's salt of wisdom with others. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.